0: what's happening, and welcome in to not the That Being Said podcast this time, George. It's the Pod That. We're kind of going with our social media handles. is Pod That, um, P-O-D That. So that's what we're going with now. This is Pod That, and I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur.
1: And I'm George Georgiou. And Sammy, to all those haters out there, you know what I say? Let's see if you know it. Instead of take that, pod that. Interesting. No, there's no haters out there, though. I know, but it's like, I like, I uh, still like people say take that. I didn't know how else to frame that. So I said like, take that, pod that. I, I like that. Take that, pod <laughs> that. Super Bowl Ta- week. Go ahead. I was it's kind of corny, but I mean, it kind of fits is. my typical corny ass yeah. and joke. So and, 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 <laughs> it works. and it fits the typical
0: corniness of I have to continue this joke f- for the first minute. Just wait. Like I was ready to move on already from the corny joke. And George hits with the typical corny joke. So let's continue. Well, I,
1: well I did just want to mention it was corny. That's all I like. I want to make sure people know that I know I'm corny. I'm not like thinking that I'm some revolutionary. I don't think I'm a modern day Kevin Hart here. So. I the, just I know I'm corny.
0: The 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 way to be a cool corny guy, George, is to just be corny and not explain being corny. Do you see Tom Brady explaining his corniness?
1: No, but he, I think he actually thinks he's cool.
0: No, he knows he's corny. Everyone knows. All right, he's I hope corny. so. <laughs> we'll we'll get to his corniness as we get into this spot. It was Super Bowl week. Tom Brady won his seventh somehow Super Bowl, George, and so we got kind of like a little. Outside of a Russell Wilson topic, because that's our Seattle portion. We kind of just got a little Super Bowl extravaganza talking about a bunch of little things. Um, but I guess, of course, the biggest thing of them all is that Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things I don't know if we're gonna actually really if we sat back and appreciated years and years later or not, like we will, right? But are we appreciating it at the moment? I think we are seeing something equivalent of the 56-game hitting streak by Joe DiMaggio, the Cal Ripken Ironman streak of playing 2,300 or something straight games. We're seeing something that really no athlete – I mean, this is like Bill Russell in the 50s and Babe Ruth in the 1920s when, you know, NBA had 10 teams dominance. Like, the amount of Super Bowls he has racked up, seven – and the amount of Super Bowls they've been to ten. You know he has now more Super Bowl wins than any other franchise in NFL history. That Cowboys, Steelers, Tom Brady is the greatest franchise in NFL history now, and that's from yeah. Remarkable. I mean
0: it, that, that's that's a little funny too because the second the number two is the Patriots where he won all six on the Patriots. So <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I mean, in all reality, it's well, it's literally Brady seven, Steelers six, Patriots six. So. It's kind of funny because it's really and that, that
1: record won't stand forever. I mean, at some point in like, you know, hundred years from now, I'm sure the Steelers might have two more, but it's just remarkable yeah. that that's the case today. It is. And yes, we're
0: appreciating it. I mean, I think there's, he's the only, you know, I, I think that that common theme gets talked a lot about in sports George, Like, do we appreciate this enough? 99% of the time it's probably a no. Right. Like we probably don't we didn't we probably didn't appreciate Tiger Woods' dominance. And then right when his when his back started giving out and he was going through personal issues, you kind of like realize like, holy crap, the only reason, like for me, the only reason I watched golf was because of Tiger Woods. And it just yeah, and it just like a steep decline. Um, I think the other I think sometimes we real like don't realize what we're watching in LeBron James when he got hurt for the first time that year with the Lakers. I kind of was like, wow, the playoffs are really different with Lebron. I kind of yeah. felt the same thing with Steph Curry last year, where it's like yeah. that guy who revolutionized the game, we kind of missed him. Brady, I think we, is the only guy that we actually get it. Like, I feel like every time he's like, he's the only guy that mm-hmm. no matter where you go, I feel like you have the conversation with people, unless you're just trying to be stubborn, because there obviously there's always that guy. There's, always, there's
1: always that one
0: 99% person. 99% of people are like, Jesus, man, how did he do it? Like, of course, like, this is crazy. So I I, I don't, I think it he's one of the only guys that universally and when we're talking about people that don't even watch much sports, you're talking about moms. You talk about yeah. random people that just aren't that into sports will be like Tom Brady. Like we we know that guy. Okay. So I feel like he's the one guy that's actually appreciated as much as he should be because and I think this really tops it off. Like, oh yeah, okay, no, I- like you went to another team and you did it.
1: Yeah, it's icing on cake. and that, That's kind of where I wanted to go. You said like he went to another team and did it. And that's one thing that I think we kind of like, that's the most crazy part of it, right? If he did it on the Patriots this year, it would have been nuts. Another Super Bowl, but that he left and did it. We tra- saw Michael Jordan go to the Wizards and fail to even make the playoffs. We saw Joe Montana go to the Kansas City Chiefs, fail to, to make it to the Super Bowl. We saw Babe Ruth back in the day go to the Boston Braves after the New York Yankees and not win a world World Series or even be just a shell of himself I mean the list goes on and on and on I guess you could say Peyton Manning was successful from Indianapolis to Denver where he won a Super Bowl but he won a Super Bowl with a noodle arm and was carried by the defense But I guess that's the most successful one from switching teams to winning championships but and of course you have LeBron James who just I even though it's not like he did it at like so far into his it is far into his career but lebron james is the closest thing to tom brady in yeah, as far so as moving franchise to franchise and being able to <laughs> carry that franchise <laughs> to the Bowls.
0: i was gonna say the same thing he's the they're the same way where the age doesn't equate to like doing it old yeah uh, for well, most players i was saying he's like, like, Penn, like third
1: i was like sorry i was just they like say like i was like yeah he didn't do it late in his well he's five. yeah he is doing it late in his career lebron that is well i mean
0: even Payne manning i mean yeah Peyton manning was 38 39 i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tom brady's 43 it's but it's not comparable because no no manning was literally in the twilight zone of his career so it is very interesting how that works, but you did say something interesting that I do want to bring up, which was Peyton Manning was carried by his defense. Um, I found kind of just relating to this Super Bowl specifically is the fact that while I do want to give Tom Brady a lot of credit, I do want to give some credit to this defense Tampa Bay because I have never seen, and I'm, I'm kind of relaying off. Like we all know how Tom Brady, how great he is. We'll, we'll probably continue to talk about that at some point here. Uh, I've never seen Patrick Mahomes play that bad in my life. Um, And I think that was the lowest points he's ever scored. Nine, right? No touchdowns in his career. And Uh, his first
1: double-digit loss in his career.
0: Yeah, it's only been nine or more, right? Or nine or less. Um, less. That defense, like, that wasn't just like a – Bad Patrick Mahomes game. It it really had to do with how good the defense was, right? Because I feel like there's two sides to those type of things. Like I've seen bad games where a guy throws five picks and like looks like shit. Patrick Mahomes was pressured 36 times compared to five for Tom Brady.
1: Yeah,
0: he was running for a pretty for his remarkable. Life. It's a pretty yeah, it's pretty remarkable stat. Later in the podcast, we have a stat about how many yards he actually went, and, know, and it's remarkable. And yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. So that defense, while I still think Tom Brady was the MVP of the game, and he should have been, and whatever, but that defense really did something special. And uh, but it kind of goes back to me for me for some reason, I still think it kind of plays a role like to Tom Brady. I, I don't agree. know what it is, I think he just changed. Changes the narrative for people. He changes their mindset. He changed the
1: culture changer. Overnight. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry.
0: Uh, Seven games. Took about like seven games.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Takes seven weeks, but I'll fucking change your culture, dude. I promise you. Seven weeks. It's like one of those Instagram, you know, you're swiping through your story. Do you want to change your life? Swipe up for my seven-week program for only $199. It's off only for the next 24 hours where it used to be $2,999. Oh, okay, cool. I'm swiping up now, but yeah, I man. I, I'd only buy Tom Brady's course. That's yeah, it. seriously, the TB12 method. It's been seven days. It takes twelve weeks actually. There were uh, seven and five after the buy. TB12, boom. Took tw- 12 weeks to change the culture. Um, you know, I but you're right about the defense thing. But one of the things that gets lost all the time, like people, you know, I've heard this on the radio and everywhere. They're like, you know, who's the real? Uh, MVP of this game—it's the defense. Well, unfortunately, you can't give the uh, deep no like you know uh group of people has won the MVP. It's usually a player. So Tom Brady was the MVP, but you're right—the defense played remarkable. And you know we we had this whole thing this off season where everyone, the outraged police, was like, "Oh, the Eric Bellamy needs a job. Eric Bellamy gets a head, needs a head coaching job. How is Eric Bellamy not need a head coaching job? Maybe the guy we should be talking about is Todd Bowles because." i mean now after he left the new york jets when they they were a dumpster fire before he took over the jets led them to the playoffs with ryan fitzpatrick and ever since he's left the jets they've been a dumpster fire and you saw what he did with his defense in tampa like maybe todd bolster is the one that we should be outraged at doesn't have a head coaching job because they're lucky that no one gave him a job because he'll be back next year because all the all the head coaching vacancies are now filled so at least they're going to have him for another year but I mean, he'll be the hot name next year
0: yeah, he should be unless this defense like collapses out of nowhere next year. <laughs> yeah, but he should be the name that is considered the most, and so should Eric B. enemy. Um, of course,
1: of course, I. Agree. To
0: me, they're probably two of the top. I mean, they're the two most known candidates that should be getting a job because I think the rest of the rest that I could most of the known coordinators this year got a lot of. The, I Jobs, feel like yeah, like uh, think- Salah and mm. uh, who else. What's yeah, no, what? Was what are the other big names this year? I'm not quite sure, but uh, I think well, there are the Meyer. two left. Yeah, Urban Meyer. Uh, they're the two left that are like the big names I feel like are going to get a job in the next year or two. And, yeah, and it, will it will happen because one of these point. new hires like the Texans or there's going to be a team that was supposed to be good and they're bad for a second year in a row and get fired. So the there'll Denver, be some opportunities.
1: The Denver Broncos are already have <laughs> Fangio <laughs> probably on the hot seat.
0: Yeah, he has, he has a couple weeks. It was a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I think uh, the defense was amazing. And then, of course, just Patrick Mahomes, like I said, had a bad game. But I do want to say something about Patrick Mahomes. And his family is starting to annoy me. Just a little bit. <laughs> I, this, this is a random
1: topic. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I just did not know you were going there. I was, like, was going to ask about the game. His family is starting to really rub me the wrong way.
0: They are. His fiance is annoying. His brother Jackson's very annoying, and his mother got annoying on Twitter again this weekend. Again, and they yeah they tend to complain when media companies post something that is like not Patrick Mahomes friendly. So mm-hmm. ESPN posted on Twitter just the a, gra- a picture of Patrick Mahomes face like after getting sacked, and the score was thirty-one to nine. It was just like kind of like a picture like they lost the game, right? You know those pictures yeah. like with the scoreboard and the guys looking like. Like it's this. like oh, he's okay. kind
1: of looking at the scoreboard in a way.
0: Yeah, sort of. Whatever yeah. it is. So. Uh his fiance tweeted like, "Oh, cool, big media making fun of Patrick with like a bunch of corn emojis." And it's like corny. And then like his mom replied to it saying ESPN, like, "That's my son. Like, grow up something something." And I was just thinking about it. And I saw I was looking at all the replies and everyone in the replies were like, "Yeah, not like the media like is all over Patrick mom's dick the entire year. First and foremost, I like, like the dad. He the, lost his Say
1: shit because his dad was yeah. a professional player, uh baseball yeah. player as well. He's like, he had, had a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> Whoop
0: do you do? But my, my whole point is they're getting a little, they're, they're the ones getting corny. All right. I, mm. I get, I'm really, I hate the, like when people get, so I hate the families getting defensive on Twitter when it's like nothing serious. You know what I mean? Right. When it's like a picture after a loss, Oh my god! Like uh, yeah. you guys, I like when the like, family talk
1: shit. Uh, like I do too. That's different. They won,
0: that'd be cool. But now, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like that's the softest thing to be mad about. Possibly. I know. So I just wanted to say they're getting annoying. Everyone gets annoyed at Jackson Mahomes, but I got no problem with them. I'm just saying it's getting corny. It's not like the media hates Patrick Mahomes. Trust me, if there's anybody in the media that doesn't hate, it's Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, those two guys are pretty uh, universally liked by fans in the media. I mean, in general, Sammy, have you ever met anyone who's like, hey, what's your opinion on Patrick Mahomes? Like, fucking hate hate that guy. Rated quarterback. George,
0: Bleach Report is known for being called like LaMelo Report, LeBron Report, Brady Report, Mahomes Report, Lamar Report. There's about like five, six, seven guys that they're like known so for true. being called like that report. If you're one of those guys, you're universally known as one of the greats and no one has a problem with you. But um, Exactly. I do want to say, I guess, an important topic before we get into all the fun Super Bowl topics is like a couple game thoughts, George. Or like I want to know your 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 what is your like biggest topics here from the Super Bowl? Because mine is simply that what you've always taught me as we watch sports is these things don't last as long as we think they do. Remember Tom Brady between his third Super Bowl and his fourth, it took ten years. Right? Shit, yeah. It's it's not that easy. And we'll get into the Russell Wilson comparison, same timeline as Mahomes. It's not that easy to just keep going back to Super Bowls, especially if as you have to pay people.
1: No, no, it's definitely not. And I just wanted to um, look up the Super Bowl odds for next season. They're first I, by a long shot. They're probably first by a long shot, but uh, I guess you're right. they by a long shot. Actually, uh, and then it's the, the biggest.
0: Rams are it, No, it's the biggest long shot opening in NFL history, I believe.
1: Wow, yeah, plus Plus five. From what I read. Uh, yeah. yeah. So which to me, I mean, it shows they have, they're going to be in the mix every year and I'll probably be looking to put them in the mix every year. But I mean, when you start, I mean, we're seeing it in Seattle right now, as you said, Russell Wilson, that when you have a quarterback that's getting paid the top, top, top dollar, you're going to lose um, some talent on other parts of the ball. Uh, Either side of the ball, and we already saw that their offensive line being depleted. um, Look, if you can't protect your quarterback, you're going to have a lot of problems. So, I'm not saying they're never going to win a Super Bowl again, but I think the talk and I I, that oh, could Mahomes ever get to Brady and get to seven was so premature. You know how hard it is to win one Super Bowl.
0: And always assume no. The answer is you like always assume no, right?
1: Right. Like they assume no, and then if it happens, enjoy it. But or I if mean, it gets
0: close. My, like even with LeBron James, he still needs two more. I'm still assuming he's not gonna get to six rings. I'm st- that's what I'm yeah. assuming.
1: But he yeah, might just assuming. And, okay, but you just said something there about LeBron. Like, think about how dominant and how long LeBron's been in our lives and how he's keep doing it, and he has four. And Jordan yeah. ha- and Jordan had six. How hard it is to get to that number six.
0: <laughs> also, like, Super Bowls are maybe are even, even harder because it's one yeah. game. And you, that's what I was gonna go. You're not like LeBron, where the ball's in my hand 90 percent of the time. It's like- right.
1: There's so many other factors to go with it, right? So if Patrick Mahomes ends his career with three Super Bowl rings, you could look back and be like, "Damn, he, that is the second greatest quarterback of all time." Like the the it's unbelievable to Phantom Seven Super Bowls. <laughs> that that's really where where I was going with. It. And who you knows? Tom Brady's not even done yet. <laughs> he did, to be I in a way i'm like there's no fucking way he gets to eight but now like anything
0: is possible the big thing with that man too is like you said the offensive line stuff right eric fisher was out because of covid uh for the chiefs but it shows you that with no eric fisher was hurt and then they lost their yeah. center due to covid right
1: yeah. So missing no, no, two. He, offensive he became, no, no, he became eligible before the game he played. Okay. So they just had Eric Fisher out,
0: who's probably their best yeah. offensive lineman for me. Oh no,
1: they had two other offensive linemen out from earlier in the year, the ones that started the first game. That's fair. Season. I'm
0: just talking about yeah. like the difference between the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was Eric Fisher, mm-hmm. that one loss in the last couple of weeks, and I know the Tampa Bay defense good, but every defense you're playing in the, in the playoffs is decent at least. Yeah. You can see a huge difference, and like you said, as time goes, as money gets depleted. Russell Wilson we just we just talked about I just talked about it with you before the pod there's reports today about him complaining about the offensive line he says he's tired of getting hit Mm -hmm. there's frustration growing now these could all be rumors but these are the things are being said that one seemed like a quote from Joe fan who doesn't really quote like bs things we know him personally he doesn't quote bs things he quoted Russell Wilson said I'm tired of getting hit which means this probably came out of Russell Wilson's mouth I would like
1: absolutely
0: that's a that might happen to Patrick Mahomes, and that's something you got to be careful with. And there's one thing that I want to mention that's like really interesting what you just made a comparison, at least in my head, this is how I thought of it, is like with football especially, I think it's – when you see Tom Brady, it's so unfam what's – the, what's the word? Unfamitable? Un-
1: unfa- unfa- unfathomable. 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 I, hit it. This I hit is the hit bad joke of the day. Time.
0: Yeah. Unfathomable. It right there it is. Unfathomable, whatever, is that uh <laughs> you have a Tom Brady to get eight, like seven, eight Super Bowls. It's not doesn't seem like something that's like I, I can't see anybody, no matter how good they are, and be like, oh, they have a chance at it. Now I know some people have a chance, but of you know course. what I mean? It's hard to it's even with basketball. I actually do see people have a chance, right? Like I was like, okay, when Curry and Durant won three, I'm like, they could win three more. And like LeBron's right. won four and you're like, he could win two more. It, yes. I still assume it's not going to happen, but I think with basketball, even when LeBron had one or two, it was easier for me to project the possibility of getting four more, for example, with right. Tom Brady, the separation so he has like Aaron Rodgers would need six more to get to him. Patrick Mahomes needs six more. Russell Wilson needs six more. It's almost like starting at zero and in this, like we said, in football, it's much harder. So it's like it's so much easier for me to fathom uh, LeBron James, you know, going and getting three more championships when he was at three than looking at Patrick Mahomes and being like, yeah, you can get six more to tie Tom Brady. like that.
1: No, no. Abs- it's just crazy uh, to think. Like I told you, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm going to throw it in to the, the records that I don't think I'll ever see broken. The seven Super, seven super Bowls by a quarterback. The um, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. Cal Ripken's 2,340-something straight games. If you put that, that's like almost 17 straight seasons without missing one game. about Eli Manning? Eli Manning. (laughs) And uh, maybe Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game, even though with NBA scoring these days, it seems like it could maybe possibly happen, but that's another one I'll put there. Wilt scoring 100 in one game. Like those four records and throwing Brady into that is one I don't think will ever be broken. Man, Eli Manning's not even first.
0: Sorry, I was I – was, I was, yeah, Brett Favre's first. Brett Favre's ha- had uh, 321 consecutive starts, no missed games, including players. So if you
1: divide that by 16, se- 16 games a season, what does that put you at? I'm not sure. But All right, but it's pretty good. By 10 is
0: – I mean, like, what do you mean?
1: Well, He played 321
0: games straight.
1: How- yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just wondering how many seasons that equates to. There's 16 oh. games a season, yeah. Like 12, 13 – I think it's more. I think it's like 18. Oh, 10 right.
0: would be. No, it'd be like 18, 19. Yeah,
1: and that's Brett pretty I mean, right I Yeah, that's a, pre- that's a pretty hard record to be broken, too.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, George, Tom Brady does it again. Let's just quickly mention our thoughts well, on next year.
1: Quickly, out of those real, I wanted to ask, out of those records I just said, which one do you think is the most likely to be broken? Mm,
0: probably like a consecutive games played
1: streak consecutive okay yeah because of modern tech medicine and technology yeah which baseball. one would you like which one would you <laughs> like to see broken the most i mean obviously the, like a championships one of course see uh, m- mine is the 56 game hit streak because i think that's all in one season so i think it'd be really fun to follow like especially like on a night-to-night basis if someone gets a like 45 game hit streak and you're like watching every single night to see if they can get to 56 and the pressure mounting to it i think that'd be really fun to watch Wonderful cop out answer. I know you would love to watch a better Tom Brady. It would be much
0: more fun to watch in the long term scheme of things.
1: I'm telling you what I like to watch. That's what I want to watch. Is the hit streak? I think it's the most improbable record in sports. Kids, that is show.
0: That is called showmanship. Instead of saying the right answer, George went with the with the fancy answer. That's showmanship. I like that's that. journalism one one. That's journalism 101. on <laughs> Take take but, <laughs> take notes. Yeah, you go for the abstract answer I, the the answer is we'd rather you would love to see the next michael jordan and tom brady and lebron james that's, i'm not that's changing my answer
1: is. that's what i want to see a 56 game hitting street be broken let's get to some like of kyle our, lewis that'd be awesome let's so that, get to some of our other topics broadcast. george
0: we're on a time we're on a time budget today let's get to some other topics today
1: all right let's do it
0: first and foremost we're gonna get to a, the, probably the quickest topic of the podcast once again, after the Super Bowl, we saw the Chiefs, you know, lose the Super Bowl, and of course, videos started surfacing of fans doing one thing that I've never understood in my life, which is punching their TV and breaking it. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you: Is there a dumber move other than you know, not I don't know, like other than like actually inflicting pain on yourself? Is there a or dumber others. move? Yeah, no, there's what you know what I mean. Other than like violence on some people, is there a dumber move than? shattering your TV that you just watched the game on. And now you have to go buy a TV because your team lost
1: one of the I dumbest mean, too, moves possible. It's one of the worst moves possible. And it kind of gets me back to the point. Like I don't under, like I, I guess when I was like five or six years old, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, like, you know, until your teens, like when your favorite team loses a game, like it's the most devastating thing. It ruins, not just your day, your week, your month, maybe your fucking year. Now at this, I mean, age, I've, thrown, life,
0: I've thrown controllers. I, I yeah, you know I've yeah, yeah, punched I, I, walls, but yeah. You also I mean, said it, kids,
1: kids, and you know, I, I mean, even as an adult, you get a moment of anger. I've like chucked my cell phone across the room in like disgust, but like I, I don't know. I had a friend once, Sammy. Uh, I'm not gonna name names on this podcast, and we were watching a team, and his team lost, and he just like left and didn't come back, and like didn't say a word to anyone, and took a taxi home and didn't say anything to anyone i'll I'll tell you the story later off camera but uh i don't want to call anyone out and it was like and he was so awkward about it it's like is it really that you're so mad that you can't even say goodbye to your friends like, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like I, I understand rooting for your. To be honest with
0: you, that's like, a way better move than breaking a TV. Actually.
1: Oh yeah, that's no, no. That's a better move, obviously, than breaking a TV. I mean, but like, I don't know. What, what's that? It reminds me of the guy on Seinfeld, uh, the New Jersey Devils fan. Is like, gotta support the team. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of that. Like, no, nah, man, we're like, we're adults now. You gotta support your team, root for your team. Don't break valuables. Don't inflict pain and don't be an asshole to your friends.
0: Be an asshole to
1: your friends. Do
0: whatever you'd like, but just don't break your damn TV. I strongly disagree. All your friends you. TV. Yeah, well, Be an asshole <laughs> to your friends. Who gives a damn? I don't give a damn if my friend walks out because they're pissed about a game. Maybe they bet money on a game. There's a lot okay, that goes that, into that's these
1: the, If you bet a big amount of money on the game,
0: then that's There's totally that fair. That's a given these days that that's a very valid option. So, I don't give a damn if you're no, meeting your friends. I don't give a damn if you, you know, go kick a bush outside or you kick something and you know whatever that's not valuable. But kick don't break <laughs> your TV. Te- you know what I mean? Like fucking kick a tree <laughs> no, and break down a is bush.
1: Funny to me. Kick a bush. I don't know. Like that's what kick whatever.
0: Just don't break your damn TV because the TV's five hundred dollars and you want to pro- And you probably want to watch a game again because if you like football that much. To break your TV, that means you really like football. So you're going to want to watch something later that That's week. Important. But don't break your TV. It's a dumb move. I agree. Um, so Chiefs fans, don't be dumb. I'm going to save this Russell Mahomes topic for the end. And uh, I'm going to read a Tom Brady topic, George, because oh, I love okay. this about I'm him.
1: Gonna, I'm going to sit back, relax, and just listen to poetry.
0: Tom Brady was sending motivational texts to teammates every night, according to Leonard Fournette. Uh, apparently, apparently, which I thought he goes to bed and I thought he goes to bed earlier. Sounds like Tom Brady was staying up until at least 11 PM during Super Bowl week, so he can send out motivational texts to his teammate and he would text them every night at 11 PM saying we will win this game. My favorite part of this is number one, we all think Tom Brady is just a dad that sleeps at like nine o'clock every night. He's a normal guy.
1: He can yeah, stay I've up to I've never bought that theory.
0: Me neither. And I believe he gets up at five sometimes for workouts and Mm -hmm. doing all this. But like, I don't think he just sleeps at two, like two in the afternoon until doing the next day. Uh, And, but I love the simple text to teammates every day before Super Bowl is just, we will win this game. I love it. It's Tom Brady. And I uh, will always appreciate how Tom Brady is.
1: Yeah. um, Honestly, that leadership 101. That's all I could really say. He's He did the GOAT, the greatest ever, the best to ever do it.
0: On top of this, George, the reason I love the confidence of Tom Brady, you know, texting everybody saying, We will win at 11 p.m. He also, after the Super Bowl, remember, did come out and be like, We knew we were going to be here, right, guys? Like, he's so confident. Like, you know, all mm-hmm. year in the locker room, he was saying, They're going to do this. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, he was like, We'll see you guys next year. The guy is just pure confidence at all times, and I love
1: it. It's it's awesome. He also, speaking of text, he did send uh, Ty- Tyron Matthew a text apologizing after the game for his I little outburst. Yeah.
0: And then Tyron so. Matthew, or whatever his name is, like deleted his the tweet. Honey badger. Honey badger tried to basically claim that Tom Brady said something racial, and basically uh, it was proven he didn't say anything racial.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, when all else fails, go with the race card. <laughs> good good way to go.
0: <laughs> well, George, of course, we're talking about a Tom Brady Super Bowl, right? If we're talking yeah. about a Tom Brady Super Bowl, there's always one thing that's a common theme. There's always one piece of controversy. And what do you think that involves? It always involves a specific group of people.
1: Okay. I don't know. The, the answer is refs.
0: The answer is refs.
1: Oh, referees. Yeah.
0: First and foremost, before I even get to our topic and story, I must say I was a little tired on Twitter of people complaining about the refereeing and like the, uh, oh, my God. There was once again this year, the, oh, my God, looks like the, Tom Brady lined the ref's pockets. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Actually, maybe uh, if Patrick Mahomes didn't get sacked 15 times, David yeah, to be the referees outcome. really they did. did a
1: good job of helping the Chiefs never make the end zone one time in the whole entire game.
0: Yeah, they did a great job of tripping Mike Evans uh, when the ball I was know. overthrown. Not my problem. You know,
1: I, I, did, I did like some, I saw something on Twitter where there, on that field goal the Buccaneers made and in the, in the Chiefs were offsides. I saw someone like, that's such bullshit. He was barely offside. But, <laughs> so you're telling me he was offside, but just barely, so they shouldn't have called it. Of course not, George, because it's for Tom Brady. (laughs) Ah, you know, man. Is that fair? Or is that not fair? The thing is, sometimes, yeah, calls might seem like they go Tom Brady's way, but when you've been to seven fucking Super Bowls or ten Super Bowls and, like, 14 AFC or NFC Championship games, yeah, we watch more of those games, so it feels like more of those calls go his way when probably they are just 50-50.
0: That's true. Um... Well, George, the controversy today was that, obviously, we all know about Sarah Thomas, probably. She's the first woman referee to uh, officiate a Super Bowl. And case. it turns out that her son's name is... Tom? Brady. It's Brady. It's Brady. <laughs> so, yeah, so...
1: Well, he's a hand- were- Brady, Tom Brady's a handsome guy. She probably said, oh, he's a really good-looking guy. And, you or know, what if, name she's, I if,
0: if she's the first woman... To ref an NFL game, I would assume that she's a football fan. And her son, who's a ref. I mean, her son, sorry. (laughs) Whoa, he's a ref too. Her son, who's 16, who happened to be born after Tom Brady's second Super Bowl, which sounds crazy. 16-year-olds were born around Tom Brady's, after Tom Brady's second Super Bowl. Wow. Um, He happens to be named Brady. And assuming that she's a football fan, I'm sure there might be some slight motivation.
1: Calling well, him unless she's from unless she's from the Baltimore area and she's a big fan of Brady Anderson, who stills fifty home run season is one of the biggest steroid seasons of all time. So maybe she's named him after Brady Anderson. Or you could have
0: gone with a way easier one like Barry Bonds.
1: That's Barry, not Brady.
0: Oh yeah, what did you just say, Brady Anderson? <laughs> yeah, Brady
1: Anderson. <laughs> Man, I just was, it,
0: I just thought brand, I thought it was Brady Bonds for a second. It is Barry. <laughs> what about the Brady Bunch. Maybe
1: Ooh, the, brand 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 the yeah. Brady Bunch. But that, but the sixteen-year-old—that's an old, old, old show. Or maybe, maybe she just likes the Brady She's Bunch. She's the right? mom.
0: He's not the boy. Doesn't pick his name when he comes out of the womb.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, he's not like yeah. I love Tom Brady. Do you think Brady, a
0: sixteen-year-old <laughs> would have picked off the Brady Bunch show? Like that's yeah. a good
1: point. Yeah, I used to think Tom Brady was on the Brady Bunch.
0: I, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because
1: I like for some reason, I there was like a when I was in eighth grade when Brady won the Super Bowl. I think it was a spoof by ESPN that he was one of the kids on the Brady Bunch as a child actor. It was a spoof, but I didn't know it was a spoof. So,
0: well, George, yeah. I'm about to call you out for a moment. And the reason I'm going to call George out is because Why? I watched the Super. I watched the Super Bowl of George, and I know he didn't pay much attention to the halftime show, if not zero, no attention.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I've seen all the memes. You've seen the memes, and you
0: probably saw the weird masks, and you probably yeah. saw the weird angels floating in the air, and a lot of people, which th- people love conspiracy theories. A lot of people, including Larry Johnson, he's back on our podcast. Because he was there. yeah Larry. Larry is back with another conspiracy theory that the weekend's halftime performance was a satanic ritual. Now he actually made some good points, but he tweeted, <laughs> "Truthers, stand back and stand by." All right, okay? let's stand back. And he actually made a good point. If you go watch the video, Satan's fall from heaven with his fallen angels, Abel coming out from the bottomless pit. In their COVID quarantine short story of Revelation 9. It's like they know the Bible well enough to tell you what parts they enter in at and they stop just before the part where they lose. Larry Johnson.
1: All right. Well, here's the thing, man. That was actually pretty good. Like good verbiage. Good whatever he said, good verbiage. Like if any of us first of all, you could he could have made this all up, and this is none of this is true. But I don't think he did. But in general, man, yeah, no, pretty good by Larry Johnson. I have to admit, I, I, I'm to put those sentences together and like figure out all that stuff is pretty good.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing: if even if it was or wasn't a satanic ritual by the weekend, at the end of the day, he did pick up on all the cues from what's happening on stage and decide. Yeah. To label them, what he labeled them, and have an actual message behind them. So, whatever Larry Johnson's on, I want to get on a little bit of that. Just, I just mean, he seems fun. to be
1: a pretty good expert in satanic rituals, and he could figure that one out really quick.
0: Well, he's more of a conspiracy theorist guy. He's also the yeah. one that said Kobe Bryant was a blood sacrifice for LeBron James' fourth championship. So, you know, it's it's an interesting situation. I like it though. George, the Patrick Mahomes topic that we were getting to. So, according to the statistics, whatever they may be, Patrick Mahomes ran an out, astounding 497 yards trying to escape Bucks defense during the Super Bowl. Um, it was according to Next Gen stats. Basically, he traveled 497 yards before throwing the ball or being sacked. The most scramble yards in a game by any quarterback since 2016.
1: Who did they say who who it was in 2016? I'm assuming it's Russell Wilson, but... Uh, It does not say, but I'm going to assume it's a Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, The refs, by the way, had nothing to do with that pressure either. Um, That pass rush was unbelievable. They didn't even... Like, Todd Bowles is known for blitzing, and he barely blitzed the whole entire game. They just had to rush for... And they knew that that offensive line couldn't block Jason Pierre-Paul and... The rest of the – I want to call them the Brady Bunch. I think that sounds kind of cool, the Brady Bunch. And, uh, yeah, they just couldn't block them at all, and Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. That's why they didn't score any touchdowns.
0: 497 yards to be avoiding sacks and avoiding pressure is – that is five football fields down and back. That is pretty – it's a pretty remarkable amount of yards to be covering, Seriously. trying to escape. Um, and you got to remember that's – And on the back, though. Yeah, and that that bad toe, which he is getting surgery for, which I I just saw came out. It has a little bit of recovery time. But, man, this guy, we're talking about a guy that, you know, (laughs) he's a mobile quarterback, but he's not like, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson by any means. He is, and he's not the most, most athletic guy ever, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys like him in the league that he's not, he's not Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, anything of that sort. He is the smart runner sometimes. He's not even as good of a runner as a Russell Wilson in in all honesty. He kind of reminds me more of the Baker Mayfield kind of runner. They run when they need to and get open, but they're both not as athletic as
1: you think. Reminds me of the Tony Romo runner. Yeah. Like just get out of trouble runner. Yeah. Tony Romo used to do that thing where you just like the sack was coming because he was always under pressure and then it was whoop. And just, I loved it. The spin move. Uh,
0: Russell Wilson learned the spin move from Tony Romo. He said that in some interview recently. Um, yeah, I I just find it r- r- like ridiculous. You've never seen Patrick Mahomes under that much duress, and to run 497 yards, it's 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 pretty wild.
1: It's unbelievable.
0: Last but not least, George. Well, actually, last but not least would be the Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. But before I get to that one, really quickly, Lashawn McCoy, who was a very He's a very re- well-renowned back for you know last five, six, seven years before this, right? He uh, actually is now officially a back-to-back Super Bowl winner, winning with the Kansas City Chiefs last year and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. And guess what he had? What, what's in common with those two years, George?
1: Um, he did not play one snap,
0: one snap in either Super that's Bowl, great. and is now a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. Which is kind of hey, that's weird how you because- do it.
1: That's how you do it, Bo.
0: Yeah, but it's weird when it's a guy like LeSean McCoy because he was a pretty, like, highly renowned, like, you know, you got a couple guys that come in, like, uh, Antonio Brown was highly, a big name, but he actually made an impact. But you got guys running backs. It shows how fast the decline can come. He won back-to-back Super Bowls without playing a snap. But LeSean McCoy was a superstar three years ago. You have on the other side for the Chiefs was Le'Veon Bell, who was a superstar, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. These guys' collapses come quick. And it's pretty crazy I, to I see. Know.
1: I keep forgetting Le'Veon Bell was on the Chiefs. I like forget it. Like It's not even a thing. Even uh, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, he, he collect, just collected checks this year and last year with the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. He didn't even play. But that just goes to show, man, you know, all these guys who – Look, if you have a chance to pay your running back a shit ton of money, don't do it.
0: Don't do it. I mean, it's just not worth it. I, I, in, I think there's only a case – or two, actually. Oh, sorry. of course, there,
1: like, there, there, there are cases where you should. Der-
0: Derrick Henry pay him, and like C-
1: Christian McCaffrey, like pay him, but a little more modestly, type of. Yeah, choice. I mean, we saw it. I mean, McCaffrey got got the bag this this off season, and then he played three games.
0: Yeah, Derrick Henry's the only one that does it perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's also a um, a uh, transformer character. So, yeah, he's he's the LeBron James of
0: you know. Like running backs, where it's just like, yes. not use don't use this as an, ex- as an example. Yeah. You, you, you're Last, not the rule. You're the exception. La- exactly. Last but not least is the Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson comparison, George. Now, as, now it's a little different because this is technically Patrick Mahomes' fourth year in the NFL because he did not play in his first year. We're considering years that they played. In their first year as starters, they both made it to the playoffs and lost actually very tough losses. Russell Wilson lost on that field goal. Atlanta drove down the field with 30 seconds left to score. Patrick Mahomes lost because of the offsides penalty by Chris Jones. Otherwise, they probably went to
1: overtime and never touched the ball.
0: Yeah, they probably would have won that game without that offsides. Year two, they both won Super Bowls. Year three, both lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And guess what happened to Russell Wilson since?
1: Well, Russell Wilson's sense has not been back to a Super Bowl, and I don't think they've been relatively close. Have the Seahawks been to an NFC Championship game since, or just a second nope. round? Second round. Okay, yeah, Yeah. So, I mean,
0: now I don't expect out the Chiefs to be honest. I think they have a little bit of a better roster, um, but that's where you goes to show you a guy like Russell Wilson is very fucking good. He's a top yeah. five in MVP vote, like you know, he never gets a vote, but. He's like a top five in the conversation every single year, and being that good since that third year in the NFL, losing the Super Bowl, the man has not been back to the Super Bowl in order to an NFC Championship. Are you concerned about or like if you have to guess, what is your like over under on like how many years until Patrick Mahomes makes it back to the Super Bowl? Are you like, oh, he'll be back next year? That's how good. No, they are. Or,
1: no, I mean, I I think. There's a reason when Vegas sets the odds the Chiefs are plus 550 to win the Super Bowl isn't like they're minus 500 to win the Super Bowl. And we saw the times when Kevin Durant and Steph Curry were leading the Warriors to NBA championships. I think they opened up as a favorite to win the NBA championship before the season started at a slight favorite like minus 170. This is not the NBA. Where teams are just shooing. All right, there's a seven-game series, and the cor- cream rises to the top. This is this is the. Sorry, let me let me sound like a radio eye. This is the National Football League, <laughs> and in the National Football League. You have one game. Anything can happen, and I'm gonna. I, if I had to, you know, make a bet, I would bet. Give me the Chiefs or the field next year. Give me the field.
0: Yeah, you got to go. You got to go to the field. But I uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, part of me almost feels like we got a better chance of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being back in it. Just because three years to me just seems like it's not, it's it's too, that's the hard thing too. It's not even about the likelihood of how good they're going to be. It's about three years straight.
1: Oh, yeah. That's not easy to do. No, no, it's nearly impossible. Yeah, so we've seen, we've seen the Bills do it. They went to four straight, lost all four. So, um, yeah, it can happen, but it's not easy.
0: It's not easy. Well, damn. <laughs> I, I feel bad. It's kind of a shitty way to – because you, I know what it feels like if you're a Chiefs fan. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the same as the Seahawks, but if you get that same feeling, it is tough. You know, almost thinking you have a dynasty and then – it kind of comes crashing down in, in some way.
1: I know. I know. I, I mean, that's why everyone's trying to sell me on dynasties and there's only been a few of them in our lifetime.
0: Yeah, like it's only been Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> All right, in football yeah, in my lifetime, game. yeah, it's been one. Yeah, it's been one. Like Aaron uh, Rodgers. Cowboys were before I started really watching football in the nineties. But so yeah, in my lifetime, there's been one in one in football. God damn, that's crazy. Well, like we
0: said, it's not that easy. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, George, you got anything else on from the Super Bowl week? If no, that's it, not, man. If not. If not, if if we'll, we'll see you. Now L- we'll se-
1: we'll see you guys in LA next year, Super Bowl Fifty Six.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. What's your early prediction?
1: Next year, the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck versus who's uh, Carson Wentz in the Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, I guarantee neither <laughs> one are in the Super Bowl. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think either one's in the Super Bowl. I got the. I think the Buffalo Bills are primed to make a Super Bowl run next year. And I think the um, – Not the Cleveland Browns? No. And this is just like an early, like fun Super Bowl. Bills versus Packers. Bills versus Packers. Okay, I like this.
0: You're, you're, you're giving Aaron Rodgers his, uh, his chance. I'm giving him his chance. I like that. Awesome. Well, we're going to be back on Friday. Uh, and For those that don't know, we're going to be starting kind of a new series. So you got to check it out. This one's primarily for Seattle fans, um, which is going to be a recap year by year. We're going to start off with like a broad one to start until we get to all the sports teams being in existence and go year by year every week on what was going on in Seattle sports history. You might even find some stuff, what's going on in that year and kind of see what year to year, how these franchises built. And uh, if it goes well, show us your sport. If it goes well, we'll try to get doing, get going on that for the NBA and NFL uh, just in general. So I think it'd be a fun I, idea, George.
1: I I cannot express how excited I am for this idea.
0: I am too. I can't wait. And uh, you can find us at the sportsontap.com Hold on.
1: Hold on. You that made me throw my Super Bowl pick in their very very early one. What's yours?
0: Oh, I kind of just like forgot cuz you were in the middle of talking about Carson Wentz and Andrew Luck. Um I'm going with <laughs> I'm going with the New Orleans Saints with Jameis? with either Jameis Winston or somebody that they find out because I I, I think the same, I, I think Breezy's going to officially retire cuz he hasn't really officially done it. Yeah. I'm I'm I have a feeling they're going to make a big move whether it's either have Jameis and he's just good or like make a big move for oh, like a Carson Wins that. or Deshaun Watson they do have assets oh that, that would be nobody's talking about it because nobody's talked to his retirement yet but I'm gonna pick the Saints because I, and I don't mean this in the wrong way I think these two guys Drew Brees and Taysom Hill have held back the Saints ooh so I'm going with the Saints just as a fun one right. um Part of me just wants to say the Chiefs. Saints versus Chiefs. <laughs> Who's better than the
1: Chiefs? The Bills aren't better. I, there's no, no part I of me can, I, I, was, I, I just didn't want to go like, all right, next year, Chiefs, Buccaneers. Like, I feel like every year people are like, who do you think next year? I'll probably see these okay, two Okay, but the, the NFC, funny.
0: man, you could convince me that it's going to be the Packers, the Seahawks, the Let's the throw the Rams. Ravens
1: in there. Let's have some fun with Lamar.
0: Okay, I'd, I'd rather pick the Browns. I'm going Browns, Saints. Oh, Browns, Saints. <laughs> the all- Brown shaded yeah. Super Bowl. Nothing better than making some useless, not real predictions. Uh yeah, well, we don't even uh, know what free just, 12, know, the months, 12 months before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Book it. Much love. Find us at the sportsontap.com or at the sports on tap on all platforms. Um and this is pod that george. You like that? This is pod that by the sports on tap.
1: we are. The best brothers in sports. And if you don't like that, just pod that. Just pod that. And this is the Internet's Pub. Peace.